Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I'm a little late today. It's Monday, August 8th. I was flying yesterday. I was flying home from Chicago. There were delays at Midway. There were delays at LaGuardia. There were thunderstorms all over the place. I mean, our our incoming flight was delayed. Our outgoing flight was delayed. There were flights canceled, flights combined, like all kinds of shit. So um, I got home last night. And I was thinking, I'm going to record the podcast, and then by the time, I do not know how this goes, everybody. I don't know. Y'all know I live in New York City. I do not know how door-to-door on public transit, when you get to LaGuardia, somehow it takes me two hours, but it always takes me two hours. (laughs) So I got home, and I thought, we're just going to, we're going to get this out late this week. So that's that's what happened. And uh, I had another topic for the podcast this morning. I was recording it about burnout, and then I thought, you know... I don't think that that's what I want to discuss this week. I want to instead talk about heat, really. And I wanted to talk about your choices in the present moment. And getting a a really good look at where you're at in the present moment. Now, I know a lot of you that listen to the Get the Fuck Off podcast, because I started this with the theme of get off the smokes, get off the sauce, get off your ass. Um, A lot of you that are here are listening to the Get the Fuck Off podcast because you are looking to get off. I mean, in fact, in the beginning of this, in the intro of the podcast, which I recorded back in 2020, but I thought it was such a good intro. I haven't redone it. I say, get off with me. And yeah, that's a little tongue-in-cheek, but that's why we're here, right? We're here to get off together. And I was thinking about y'all on my morning run today. It was not actually a morning run. I ended up having two meetings because after all the, the flying and the delays and everything yesterday, I didn't get up early enough to get my run finished before my two meetings. So I had two meetings um, this morning. And then I did an afternoon run, and it happens to be 91 degrees in New York. And if you look at Strava, um, Strava is a running um, social app that I use, you'll see that the feel-like temperature in New York is 99 degrees today. And that's because I chose to go running after my meetings, and it was like 1.45 in the afternoon when I finally got outside. And uh, I actually just got home from that run when I'm recording this podcast, and I'm just going to pump it right out for y'all as soon as this is done. But as I was out there, I was running in, and I ran like a a shorter distance, like six and a half miles, which I I don't know where you are at in terms of if you guys are runners or if you listen to this because you're runners, but it was a shorter distance for me. And I was thinking about how much I really enjoy running. 
in that extreme heat. Now, it does take five to ten runs of an hour or more to acclimatize to heat, and I'm certainly acclimatized by this point in the summer. So I I do get weaker with with heat and I am mindful of heat heat is nothing to fuck with it's no joke um I'm a certified running coach so I understand the science of heat exhaustion and heat strokes so I know how to look for those things so I would not encourage any novice runner to just go out into this good night and start running in 91 feels like 99 degree heat however I was thinking about how because I do that I do not need to sit in my apartment with my air conditioner on 60 degrees all summer. Like if I sat here in the apartment with the air conditioner on, or sometimes I don't even have the air conditioner on. Like all through July, I don't even think I ran the air conditioner really more than, I don't know, sometimes I turn it on to cool things off. Uh, Actually, it's on right now. Um, I work from home, so it's on right now. But uh, I don't really keep it on. And I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I don't have a utility bill. I've never paid utilities in my adult life because I just got that lucky. So I could run my air conditioner 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if I really wanted to and not pay for that in the summer months. But I choose not to because... I don't need to. That is not something that I need to do. And a lot of times as we're going through our lives, what we're doing is just maintaining something that we don't necessarily want to maintain. So what am I meaning by that? So a lot of people in extreme heat, like I have a lot of people that are complaining to me in their lives right now about how hot they are and how terrible it is and all of that stuff. And I do follow a rule. Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And so... Some of these people are really overweight that complain. Um, So is it true that them being very overweight is causing them to feel hotter in the summer months? I don't know, but likely. Because when I was very overweight, I felt a lot hotter in the summer months. And I also didn't get as cold in the winter months. And I don't think that that is too far off of an idea for for it to be hard for somebody to kind of put together. Like when you're heavier, like you are just usually warmer. But that's not a you know, a one size fits all statement. So I'm sure like I'm not saying that everybody that's overweight is hot in the summer. So is it true? Maybe. Is it necessary to tell people that? Uh, No. And is it kind? Mm, I mean, maybe not. Maybe. But I was thinking about how when I was much heavier, just how much harder it was just to be alive. Like people that are very overweight, a lot of times will say that it's hard to not be overweight and I would say that that is maybe true maybe it's maybe it's hard to exercise every day maybe that's hard for you um and that's an hour of your day that might be hard for you and then the other 23 hours um you know or when you're when I was overweight I don't I can't speak for any of you but when I was overweight life was hard all the time like it was hard all the time everything was hard And I've talked about this in the podcast before. Dr. Gabramante wrote about this in The Realm of Hungry Ghosts in his book. That was the name of the book, In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts. And he wrote about the frog boiling in the water and how if you put a frog into boiling water, the frog will jump out of the water. But if you put a frog into room temperature water and then slowly raise the temperature of the water, the frog will boil to death. And this was talking about addiction and how we don't really know that we're uncomfortable. Being overweight is very uncomfortable. Now, I... I was not overweight my whole life. Um, I wasn't skinny my whole life. I was a very overweight child. I weighed 120 pounds when I was 10 in uh, fourth grade. 
and I haven't weighed 120 pounds since then. So there's an idea for you. Oh, no, that's a lie. Seventh grade, I had a little bout of anorexia, body image issues. Um, or was that eighth grade? One of those years. Um, so, yeah, at that point, I think I might have, maybe have weighed less than 120 pounds then. And I had bones sticking out everywhere. It's disgusting. Um, still wore size seven, by the way. Um, big ass hips, but that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, so I, I have not been that, that weight since. I don't weigh that now. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete. I weigh more. Um, but I, I was not a thin child. And then throughout my life, I kind of yo-yoed with my weight. But I was really overweight for about two years there, to a point where it was uncomfortable for me. And, yeah, I was almost 200 pounds. I'm 5'3". I would consider that, you know, that, that's considered obese. Um, it's not morbidly obese, but it's obese. And life was very hard. And it was a lot harder to just live when I was that weight than it was for not being that weight. Like a lot harder just getting through my every day than it is to exercise every day now. Like exercise is exercise, sure. And sometimes exercise feels hard. And there's this concept in, in really in, you know, it, it's kind of more in the fitness realm of things. I'm not really, I'm not a fitness coach. I am a, a personal development mindset transformation, love yourself coach. So I'm not somebody that's going to say this that often but people do say choose your hard and I think that that is accurate because a lot of times we lie to ourselves about where we're at and we lie because we don't want to acknowledge the truth about what we're actually feeling so it's hard to be overweight it's very hard it's hard to be overweight now you might be the frog boiling in the water and you might not know because you might have been overweight for the past 15 years but it's hard just on every part of your body to carry around 100 extra pounds. Like, it's just hard. It's hard. I was carrying 50 extra pounds around, and that was hard. Like, that was very hard. It had nothing to do with how I looked. It had to do with my constant acid reflux, my constant pain in my back, in my legs, in my feet, my joints, my, you know, just everything about just just being uncomfortable in my skin all the time. It didn't even matter. Like, a lot of people in my life, my friends, and even my family say that they'll look at photos that I'll bring up, because I do these photos sometimes I'll put on social media, and they'll say, wow, I don't remember you looking like that at all. And I'll be like, well, you... You know, of course you don't because I dress well for my body. So like I didn't wear form-fitting running clothes all the time in your presence. So no, you didn't see the uh, 40 pounds in my midsection I was carrying. I gained all my weight in my midsection. I still do. I carry it there. I'm an apple. So no, you didn't see it. But it was there and it was uncomfortable. And everything about my just my every day waking up going to sleep my lethargy um headaches just just all this stuff I was uncomfortable and we tell stories sometimes about the fact that we're uncomfortable because we don't want to make change and I posted this in my women's coaching community day one which by the way I am going to be reopening day one day one is going to be reopening at the end of this month so I'm going to put something in the description of the podcast if you guys are listening right now and just want to open up the description the show notes you'll see an opt-in page for day one you can take a look and, and sign up for my uh, emails regarding day one and you can also visit breakfree.getthefuckoff.com if you want to just subscribe to my emails 
They're fantastic. They're as valuable as this podcast. Uh, a little bit different. If you'd like to consume your stuff uh, in your ears and not with your eyes, then, you know, nah, fuck it. Don't, don't bother. Um, but I will tell you that there are things that I offer to my email subscribers that I don't offer here. So having that said, I'm just going to kind of move along. But we were talking in day one and I posted this screenshot. I have no idea why I have this screenshot. I, I don't know why I have this screenshot. But it's because, well, it, it was with my friend Christine. So I really think it honestly is because of who I was talking about. And I took a screenshot because of that. Um, but what ended up happening was I was talking to her about somebody in my world at the time. And this person was offering to, um, offering me basically the um, opportunity to work on their podcast with them and to help them in that area and, and, and help them in, in the area of, of sales and podcasting. And this is when I was still working at Bubba Gump. Before I started to get the fuck off, I had not, I don't even know if I had bought my domain yet. This is how long ago this was. This was before the pandemic in 2020. And I was texting Christine about it. And she's like, I don't know what you want. You wanted his attention. You got it. You wanted, you wanted, uh, what else did she say? She said something else. And she's like, you wanted to work for him. He's offering you positions. And I said, she goes, would you rather work with a, a shrimp on your head? Because I remember I was working at Bubba Gump. Then do something that you're passionate about. And I said, Yes, I think I would rather that because I'm working 35 hours a week and I'm not passionate about podcasts and I'm not passionate about sales. If I've told this story on the podcast, I apologize. I'm telling it again. But this, this is like the two things I do now, almost exclusively. I, I, I mean, I coach, obviously, and that's a huge part of what I do. But also, I podcast, which I'm very passionate about. And I do sales because you can't coach if you don't tell anyone that, coaching is available you know so these are the two things that I do and I was saying that I'm not passionate about this and I would just rather keep working 35 hours a week and having no responsibility at the restaurant and I genuinely believed that that was true I was lying to myself I just sent a video to someone today because we were showing each other well she posted a view from her office like and it was a beautiful view of her outside and I had just finished my afternoon run the one that I was just telling you all about by the river the river was gorgeous and I said her photo and I said you know I really have a lot of gratitude because my office air quotes and then I sent her a video it was like a 27 second video of when the dishwasher broke down at my old job and I mean this is like a horror movie beyond like anything you've ever seen like I would to be honest I would love to post it on the internet but I I fear uh what what that would bring my way but it was it was one of the most horrific scenes um that's in the archive of my phone um, what that looked like when our dishwasher our dishwasher in our Times Square restaurant uh, went down um, thankfully we had enough plates to where we could continue to use plates um, and have clean ones available but I mean just just to see it, it it'll give you nightmares for years and I was thinking this used to be my life and now in the middle of my work day I'm sitting by the beautiful sunny river and uh, that was something and, and I was talking to her about that and I did not love my job. I hated almost every minute of it. I worked for micromanagerial people who did not always treat me well. The guests didn't treat me well. It was sensory overload all the time from the minute that you walked in to the minute that you left. I mean, there was always somebody screaming, always some sort of um, assault on your senses. You could never rest. You could never calm down. I was 
drinking my face off. There was so much addiction. Um, I was working with people who were drunk and high while they were working. Like it was just not great. I did not like it. It was not a good time. And I was lying in this text message to my friend about how I would rather do that than do what I do now. And that's the same as how we just tell lies about our bodies. Like, we're just fine. I'm fine. I'm great being in, in my body that is 100 pounds heavier than, you know, it, it needs to be. And I'm not even going by, like, BMI, like, to be honest. I, I'm probably by, by, if we go by BMI, I am teetering on overweight. Um, people routinely guess my weight about 20 pounds lighter than I am because, you know, I'm an athlete and I just weigh more. And I don't really care about the number on the scale. So a lot of people are going to be, air quotes, overweight, and that's fine. But there, there's a, a line between what feels good and what so obviously does not feel good. And I don't know a single person that is really overweight that ever has said, I feel great! Fuck! Stop lying! Like, uh, stop lying. If you're carrying around 100 extra pounds, you do not feel great. No, you don't feel great. Just like I would just say when I was drinking every single day, just how much better everything was because I drank. No, that's not true. That wasn't great. You know, people will come to me wanting to stop drinking and they'll talk about how it improves their lives. I'm like, then why are you here giving me so much fucking money? Like, it's not so much fucking money. Like, if you drink regularly, you're going to pay me probably what you'll spend on your bar tabs in a month which I, I actually I charge my clients monthly less than I spent on my bar tabs in a month so let's just talk about that um but you're with me and you don't like that I mean you come to me in a state of hopelessness and you don't like that you're doing it but then you're defending so viciously this thing that is keeping you from the you that you were before you started same thing with cigarette smoking how much I like it um someone in my life recently I might have talked about this on the podcast but I'm going to talk about it again somebody on my in my life recently you know who has quit now several years ago is talking about I don't really feel that much better that's a load of shit of course you feel better You've just replaced your smoking with other reactive behaviors. So you've put on some weight and you're, you know, you're not exercising and you were exercising for a long time, but then you completely gave up exercising and now all you do is sit on your ass and eat processed food. So you probably don't feel better, but it's got nothing to do with your cigarette smoking. So people who quit smoking will often use their external circumstances as an excuse to go back to cigarette smoking. It's like, well, cigarette smoking only feels good when you're addicted to cigarettes. Because all it does, and if you don't believe me, you can pick up Alan Carr's The Easy Way to Stop Smoking, or you can just do some Google searches and research this on your own. But all cigarette smoking does is relieve the withdrawal from itself. That's all it does. It, it might give you a little bit of a stimulant sort of high for a, a while, but then after a while once you're addicted it's just relieving the withdrawal from itself so you are in a perpetual state of anxiety when you are a cigarette smoker you're always always fucking anxious all the time and if you wish to reintroduce that reactive behavior it's likely because you never addressed the underlying thing that made you smoke like why are you smoking why do you need to reach for something and when you know people gain weight when they quit smoking because their their brains are trying to go back to other reactive behaviors that gave them that flood of um you know feel good feelings dopamine whatever you want to call it you know people were you were always looking for that so a lot of times people will go back to food but the thing about nicotine kind of kind of similar to opiates is that it rewires the chemistry of your brain so like you go back to 
of food. You go back to eat the food thinking the food's going to give you the feel-good feeling that the nicotine gave you, but it doesn't, so you just eat more food. So you're like a, you're like a fucking rat in a cage hitting the morphine drip. This is reactive behavior. None of this actually feels good. Smokers do not like smoking uh, at all. And what happens is they don't like smoking. So kind of like the people that come to me because they don't want to drink anymore. The cigarette smokers, um, same thing. But when cigarette smokers, I've actually never worked with any cigarette smokers. I, I just do smoking content because I smoked for a long time. So I think it's valuable for people. Um, what I see with cigarette smokers is the, the phenomenon of cutting down. And... I tried to cut down for many years and it doesn't work for anyone. And Alan Carr explains it very well in his book in that when you're cutting down, air quotes, cutting down to quit smoking. Well, before you start cutting down, you hate every single time that you smoke. Like you might like smoking, but you don't like that you're smoking. Like Martin John, my boyfriend, uh, asks, says to ask yourself the question, do you like that you're doing this? And years ago, I asked myself the same question and I, was like, and I came to the uh, conclusion that no, I did not like that. I was smoking, but I liked smoking. Well, I came to find out I didn't really like smoking either, but, you know, that's that's another thing. But do you like that you're doing it? Well, you don't like that you're smoking when you're a smoker. Like, nobody does because you're just lighting your money on fire. And you don't like that you're doing it. But what happens is when you cut down, all of a sudden, if you're putting like, let's say you're say you're going to have two cigarettes a day. You're going to have one in the morning and one at night. Every thought in between those two cigarettes is preoccupied with waiting for those cigarettes. And then when you have it, you enjoy every single drag. Like as if it was the most precious substance that you've ever had. The same thing goes true with diet culture. When you say you can't eat cookies, what's the first thing that you do? You think about cookies. You think about cookies for days. About how much you want cookies. So... That's that's a thing where we, we, when we're putting space and restricting, we just fuck with our mindset and then everything becomes coveted. I got a little bit off topic, but all smokers, we don't like that we're smoking and most smokers feel like shit, just like people who drink feel like shit, but like just like me and my crappy ass job and my smoking and my drinking and my being overweight and all of a sudden we lie to ourselves and say, oh no, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're just good. Everything's great. This all came from my morning run when I was running in 91 degree heat because people will sit with their air conditioners on all summer. And what they're doing um, is they are reinforcing. Like they're not allowing themselves to just be, to acclimatize to the heat. Like we got to put a band-aid on it. And then they'll be miserable more times than they're not miserable. They'll be miserable every time they go outside. They're not going to want to go outside. They're not going to want to get out. They're not going to take care of themselves. I mean, people, what people do is they, they do all of these things to make them more comfortable. And the best thing that you can do to make yourself more comfortable is to stop doing all the things that you're doing to make you more comfortable. Cigarettes don't make you more comfortable. Your drinking doesn't make you more comfortable. Your fucking air conditioning doesn't make you more comfortable. Eating all the time doesn't make you more comfortable. All that's doing is perpetuating your discomfort you say it makes you feel so good but it doesn't make you feel so good you don't feel so good you feel like shit stop lying like why can't we just stop lying to ourselves i i would love for people to just stop 
stop lying that they feel great and that what they're doing is serving them because it's not. Right now I have one thing that I do that doesn't serve me and that's my caffeine addiction. And a lot of people will tell stories about their caffeine addiction. They'll be like, I love coffee. I don't know how you don't drink coffee. It, it, it gives you so much energy in the morning. That is a load of bullshit. It doesn't give you energy in the morning. You're a fucking drug addict. And you have opponent process or B process. Look it up, guys. Go go do a Google search on B process, opponent process. And you will be able to see, um, you'll be able to see the uh, what, what that means. But basically your body wants to keep you feeling, you know, even level in homeostasis. So your body is going to produce a counter reaction, a B process to your A process. So if you drink caffeine every morning, your body is not going to release the chemicals that it normally would in the morning to wake you up because it's depending on the fact that you're going to drink the caffeine. Um, and that is going to wake you up in the morning. So no, people who drink caffeine in the morning do not feel any more energized than people who don't drink caffeine in the morning. They're fucking drug addicts. I'm a fucking drug addict. Let's call a spade a spade. It's drug addiction. Like, why, why are we always lying? Like, stop lying about your bullshit. You're a drug addict. You're drinking, you drink coffee every day. Oh, it's so good. No, it's not. You know, you ever go through withdrawal from caffeine? I was in Chicago, um, not my last trip to Chicago, which was just, you know, I, I, yesterday, as I said, um, but rather last month, um, that isn't my first trip to Chicago, but that was my first trip to see Martin in Chicago. And I went last month and we were staying at his friend's place who she runs an Airbnb out of her home and she was traveling. So Martin watches the Airbnb when um, she's traveling. So I was graciously invited by her to stay with him. That was, that was lovely. She didn't have any caffeinated coffee in, in the Airbnb. And we had forgotten to buy some. And like, no big, right? Like he didn't have coffee. She didn't have coffee. No big. Like I didn't think anything of it. And so the first day, I think I ended up, I don't remember what I ended up doing. I think I ended up buying a coffee somewhere out. But then something happened where like, I didn't have caffeine for, ah, oh God, it had to be over 24 hours. And we were on our way to, we were going to be going to Indiana to an, an opening at an art gallery. And I was just so irritable like irritable like as if somebody was holding me in a straight jacket and like trying to pop my intestines out of my body and I mean I don't even, I don't know if that's a correct analogy just slap me across the face 15 times I don't know something something that's highly uncomfortable and Martin was like you probably are going through a little bit of withdrawal we might need to stop at Dunkin Donuts on our way and get you some caffeine and I didn't even think of it but within 20 minutes of drinking my first couple sips of coffee, I was just like, I just felt so at ease with everything in life. And I remember, I remembered back to the days where I stopped smoking, where I stopped drinking, just that same discomfort of withdrawal. Like if you are putting a substance into your body, you don't feel that good. You really don't feel that good. If you're carrying around 100 extra pounds, you don't feel that good. If you're doing a job that doesn't serve you, you don't feel that good. Um, I know someone in my life now, and the reason that this text and this screenshot got brought up is because they continue to say they have the, the most ideal situation um, in their job. And I don't know if they do or not. It's not my place to speak um, as to what their experience is. 
I just know that in my experience, I said a lot of that same stuff when I was deeply, deeply unhappy. And I expressed how often I was deeply unhappy. And I expressed how often I was disrespected. But yet, I would then say, oh, no, I'm just, this is the most, the, the most perfect situation that I could ever have. This is, I love to do this. And it's like, well, do you love to do it? Like, if your job, for example, like, if you're a person whose job is making them just chronically exhausted, but you're defending why you're still there, like, just, I would love to ask you why. What sort of story are you telling about your importance in that position? Because none of, we're all indispensable. If you died, your job would replace you in a week. They'd send your family an edible arrangement, and that would be it. And, you know, it's interesting because I posted that on my Instagram story about the about the toxicity of a culture that prioritizes you sacrificing your well-being for work. And um, I wrote that. I said, your job would just send you your family an edible arrangement. And my friend Ethan sent me a message and he wrote, who's sending edible arrangements? <laughs> like, he's like, I don't even think they'd do that. You just move on. Um Who is sending edible arrangements? We did have somebody pass away at my job. They replaced quickly and you know nice person but it doesn't matter how important you might feel about yourself everybody will be replaced immediately should they expire so take care of yourself like what's the story that you're telling about why you're not taking care of yourself what's the story that you're telling about why it's okay like, it's okay that things aren't, aren't good. It's okay that you're putting up with bullshit that you don't deserve. It's okay that you're putting yourself through crap. It's okay. It's not okay. Like, stop lying. And I'm saying this in a very deliberately abrasive tone. Stop lying about what is so okay. Because it's not. If, you, if you're binge drinking and that's out of control and, and your life is stagnant, it's not okay. If you haven't been able to so much as make a decision to, like the smallest decision and four years have gone by and you're just getting more tired and more lethargic and, you know, more unhealthy and nothing is happening for you. No, like what you're doing is not okay. Like it's, if, if it's bringing you joy and you're elated all the time and you just love your life and everything's great amazing I I'm I'm so so thrilled for you but if you're not feeling that and it's just Groundhog Day every day and you're just moping through just just day to day not having any joy or any spark or any life it's not okay so stop saying it's okay because it's not okay like are you're not you're not meant to be in misery like you know we're not meant to be chronically happy all the time we're really not. Like, that's another misconception, which is a deeper topic for another podcast. But it's not okay. Like, we just got to stop lying. Like, where are we lying to ourselves? That, I guess, is the, the point. Because, you know, a lot of the times we're just masking. And we're just doing things to just keep ourselves comfortable and not really looking at much until our eventual uh, expiration. And, yeah. Keeping your air conditioner on 60 the entire summer is adding to your fucking misery. Yeah, it is. I mean, do I judge you for it? Yeah! <laughs> that's something that I got to work on. That's my, own, um, that's my own shit. Anytime you judge anyone else, it's always about you. So uh, anything that you feel is about you. Anything that you experience is about you. Any emotions that you interpret in somebody else is about you. So that's about me, and I promise you that I will do my work as I do all the time. Uh, so that's this episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast, everybody. I love you guys. I'm sorry I wasn't here last week. If you get value out of the Get the Fuck Off podcast, you can feel free to visit getthefuckoff.com slash 
uh, slash podcast, getthefuckoff.com slash podcast, and there is an option there to buy me a coffee. I am not going to start a Patreon for this podcast. I'm not going to promise and hold myself to a standard that I will do extra content because I've been kind of struggling with a little bit of burnout, and I can't offer you guys that. Um, I, can't, I can't offer to make this something that people pay for because I don't have um, the capacity to provide extra with regularity. But if you get value out of the 85 episodes that you have heard thus far and you would like to support me in the Get the Fuck Off podcast, definitely go to getthefuckoff.com slash podcast. I will put a link in the show notes, uh, the description of the podcast, and you can buy me a coffee. And uh, as you learned in this podcast, I have a pretty big uh, caffeine addiction. So uh, feel free to contribute to the coffee fund. Um, that definitely is something that you can you can do to support me in my efforts to keep the Get the Fuck Off podcast going. And it, it is a free service for everyone. So if you have a little bit and you would like to contribute, I would be so appreciative. Um, that would be lovely. And uh, I appreciate it. Otherwise, keep your uh, ear to the ground because day one is going to be opening at the end of this month. I'm going to be enrolling new members. It's my women's coaching community. So it's only open to women. Um, and we have a really, really awesome environment going on there. We meet every Saturday for an hour. I always go over because that's me. Usually an hour and 10 minutes if you can carve out an hour and 10 minutes on your Saturday. Otherwise, replays are available in the group. Um, and those are hosted there. We have our own private community on Circle where we speak in a variety of topics. And we're pretty engaged all week long. And um, I had a guest speaker this week, Allison Sutter. She's been on this podcast. She was lovely. She talked about following your highest level ex of excitement and uh, intuition. And that was really great. And I'm hoping to have more guests come in in the upcoming few months. So day one enrollment will be opening. Um, if you want to hear about that, you can subscribe at day1.getthefuckoff.com. And I'm going to be putting that in the uh, description of the podcast as well. So thank you all for joining me this week. Um, feel free to send me an email, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, -E, at getthefuckoff.com if there's anything that you want to talk about. And otherwise, I'll be back next week with another episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Everybody, thank you so much. Stay safe, stay beautiful, and I'll see you next time.